Hey, this is Brother D. And I'm Sister On the Praise Louis Radio Show. Tonight, we have an awesome guest, yes. a distinguished guest. He is the pastor of Crenshaw Christian Center. He is the son of Apostle and Bet in the minister, Betty Price. He's married to the lovely angel. He's the one and only Fred Price Jr. Hello, sir. How are you all doing? It's good to be with you again. Amen. Amen. I am so excited. I'm excited for tonight because uh, thank you for coming on with us. Um, it is such a trying time in our nation. And uh, the body of Christ, we, we're supposed to be the answer for the world. We're supposed to be the, the peacemakers. And I've heard a lot of things that's come up, um, you know, on you know TV and the various broadcasting stations. And a lot of things that I've, that I've heard was, uh, I, uh, I heard them come out with some, particular words you can then have to recant and go back and 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 go back again and say oh, i'm sorry i didn't know so at this point i said i i have to invite a leader in to find out which what we should be doing at this time and and we have to go from from the local level to the state level and then to the federal level like so i just want to start off where do you think what, what we should do on the local level as pastors Concerning, concerning equality. Well, you know, when you talk about equality and you talk about hot button issues like uh, racism or color and ethnic prejudice, I, I've only found just in my in my study of the word, I've only found one solution to that, and that is uh, the church stepping up and actually being the community of believers that Christ has always intended us to be. So, you know, we can talk about voting. Uh, we can talk about protesting. We can talk about uh, uh, buying black. We can talk, we, I mean, we can talk about all these things that we can do in the natural. Uh, I believe some of them do help. Uh, sometimes I wonder about the others, but when you talk about ultimately seeing some change, I'm not sure how much change any of these things can accomplish uh, in a world system that's governed by the by the adversary. You know, so you know, desiring as a people for racism to no longer exist or prejudices to no longer exist, that's possible in the church. That's not possible outside of the church. Wow. So, so from a um, so from a local level, when we when we're going out to the world, I should say, before we even hit the church. You're saying that basically it's impossible because because what is because what they're governed by. But those of us who are in, on the inside that have like certain positions and we're we're voting on legislation, how much of a change can we possibly expect to see um, by using legislation and prayer? Right. So I want to I want to be clear. You know, I'm definitely not saying don't act when it comes to uh, the system of the world. So whether it's voting, you know, whether it's petitioning, whether it's it's protesting, you know, there needs to be action. There are are things that that we can do. Uh -huh. It's just what are we going to expect? What do we want the what are we what are we hoping for the end game to be? Yeah. And, and I just I just wonder how how much can we really accomplish? 
how much can we expect to accomplish operating in a world system using ways of the world? Wow. So you, you think that, uh, so are, are we saying that democracy isn't the way or um, because outside of that, you know, we, it's, it's basically like a like a dictatorship. <laughs> you don't have that. Well, so, well, here's you know, here's what's interesting. You know, you mentioned the word you mentioned the word democracy. Yeah. Now, now, you know, the question always comes up is is America. Are, are we democratic? Are we are we a democracy or are we a republic? And I've even seen some some articles and some arguments that say we're a democratic republic. Yeah. So, so clearly, clearly, you know, but but so we've been called a constitutional republic. We've been called a representative republic. We've been called mm -hmm. a democracy. We've been called a democratic republic. It's clear that you can look at our country and look at our government and look at politics and see that there are vestiges of both democracy uh, or, or vestiges of a democracy and vestiges of a republic. Here's what's interesting now, brother. Do you know you know where I like to take my teachings and my studies? You know, I like to get a little deep, so I'm, I'm gonna yeah, try not. I'm gonna try not to go too deep. No, please go. Please, but, but just let's just consider some things. Let's let's put the church to the side just for a second, and and, okay. and just consider just consider you know mankind living in this nation. It, regardless of for right now, regardless of ethnicity, cultural background or complexion, okay. our 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 democracy or the democratic aspect of our nation has been proven to be traced back to the Greeks. Uh, the Athenians mm -hmm. are known for being the fathers of democracy. The Romans, mm -hmm. on the other hand, are known for fathering the republic. So mm. that right there will tell you that that the governmental and 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 our, our governmental and political roots or origins have roots in Greco-Roman politics and Greco-Roman mm -hmm. government. What's interesting about the uh, Athenian democracy is that it it was intended to only benefit a few, the few that were in power. Now, if 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 you if you consider that that the elements of this nation that have their root in democracy come from that, then it wouldn't be so far-fetched to believe that that same line of thinking is still present today in American politics. Uh, mm -hmm. There was even one time, and you can Google this, where our 39th president, Jimmy Carter, mm -hmm. who, who was a Democrat, yeah, he accused this nation of being an oligarchy. And an oligarchy is a form of government where there is a few in power with the power making all the rules that benefit themselves to the neglect of everyone else. Yes. So, so when you when you throw all of these concepts out there, and I'm sure many would 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 love to debate about the the core of our politics and the core of our nation's government. But the reality is, is whatever we decided on or whatever we disagreed on, one thing we couldn't disagree on is the fact that it all exists under a system that is governed by the devil. And that's Amen. a fact. And that's a fact. So the church has an answer. We have an answer. The problem is, is we have our own infighting going on. We even allow ourselves to be tainted by some of the thing, same ills of the world, which ought not be. And because we allow that to happen, then the answer that we have cannot be administered to the world. I mean, the church is supposed to be, if you think about what, 
what Messiah said in, in Matthew 16 when he asked the question, well, who do men say that I am? And they started saying yeah. one of the prophets, Elijah. And he said, well, who do you say that I am? And Peter said, what? You are the Christ, the son of the living God. Well, Jesus says, flesh and blood didn't reveal that to you, my father in heaven. And then he makes this statement. He says, on this rock, which he was not talking about Peter. He was not calling Peter the rock. No, he was not. Even though Peter's name is, is Petra, which comes from, or Petros, which comes from the, the same Greek root word as rock. But he was not calling Peter the rock that he was going to build his church on. We, You and I both know that there's no way that our Lord and Savior would build his church on a fallible man. Okay. Yeah, fragile Peter. Yeah. Racist, so, racist, racist Peter. There you go. Fragile, racist, uncertain Peter. Deny, deny you three times, Peter. There's exactly. no way. Exactly. Three times. Right. Right. But what Peter said, what came out of his mouth, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Jesus said on that rock, that 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 truth that came out of your Amen. mouth, I'm building my church on that. Well, what did he intend for his church to be? The Greek word is ecclesia, a community. Yep of believers. This community of believers that we are, we're supposed to be a safe haven. We're supposed, to, we're supposed to have the answer See? to the world's problems. Oh God. So so if imagine come on, Pastor. Come on imagine, Pastor. imagine a unified remember in Acts chapter two when the Bible says they were of one accord. Exactly. What if today we were of one accord? What, what could the church accomplish if today we were of one accord? Yeah. We, didn't, we didn't allow prejudices in the kingdom, we didn't allow we didn't allow any kind of snare of the enemy to get in and have a foothold. We eradicated Amen. immediately as soon as we smelled it, we attacked it, and we would be that safe haven. So those that experienced racism, prejudice, any kind of discrimination, they would know that the church is a place, is an entity, an organism, a community of believers where they could come and they could have protection from the injustices of the world. Where it, it would be a safe haven where they know that there are people that will love them, people that will minister to them and preach to them the truth of, of the Messiah and show them God's agape love. That's where the answer is. But of Amen. course, the church, we have our own issues. We have our own problems. Yeah. Yeah. We, we're, we're leaking. We're bleeding all over the place. And it's, it's crazy because we it's, I mean, let's just go with. um the one thing that a lot of people like to hide behind, and I hate to say it and use it lightly because it's not a light issue, but abortion. God said, you know, he hates the shedding of innocent blood. He never said a baby, but it does include that. You know what I mean? So, yeah. so when we say that, because we see that, we see that Uriah was actually a minority and God didn't like the fact that he, you know, that King David killed him and he sent the prophet to tell him. That's right. And yet we we push that aside as if God doesn't like Mexicans. God doesn't like, you know, all these right. other ethnic groups. They don't like them. They're the Native American. And when we do that, we cause the world to think that for them to turn away from God to say, well, I don't want to serve that God. Because right. remember, even in, in the kings of old, they would always say, oh, I recognize that your God is the most high God. They would That's always right. say that to, to, to any prophet that, that, that God would vindicate. So That's now, right. like, so I'm saying to myself now, like, why don't we as believers see that? Why don't we know that and and and, and hold on to that and say, you know what? If I go this route, I I would get God-like results. You know? No, I hear you. I hear you. I I I, I totally agree. And you know, it's funny. You know, you mentioned abortion. It's interesting when you talk about these issues in the world. No one wants to. No one wants you to bring up another another challenging issue 
when you're in the midst of addressing one. On one hand, I understand that. Let's deal with the issue at hand. And Amen. my concern about that is the neglect of other issues. So, yeah. so, so when we, like right now, clearly prejudice, that's a hot button issue in the land today, specifically, specifically the, the, the governance or, or the, 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 the authority that police have wielded in relation to blacks compared Amen. to, to their relation with, let's say whites, because you and I, the three of us know that although other prejudices exist, it seems to be a serious heated debate when it comes to black and white. When it comes yeah. to black and white. Almost, so, almost every race, you know. Right, right. So, so, so I'm, I'm, so I'm, I'm with everyone wanting to address that. Yeah. But let's remember that there are other things that also need to be addressed. And the question is, is can we simultaneously address all of these issues at once? Yeah. And then with all of that being said, mm -hmm. again, the way the church addresses these issues is different than the way the world addresses these issues. And whatever Amen. the world comes up with, in reality, it's temporary. The church is the only entity in the world that can offer a permanent solution to these kinds of issues outside of the church. They're going to, they're going to fester. They, they, they may, they may cease for a moment or for a season, but they will return. We've seen it when things get better and mm -hmm. we get relaxed. Suddenly an issue that we thought we dealt with arises again. Amen. It always happens. Amen. Amen. No, that, that, that is true. It's like, we, we put things aside and we think that, um, as you said, we think it'll get better. And or or we overlook stuff, and, and you know, as time goes on, and and everyone becomes dull, their senses becomes dull, and then for therefore they just keep on, you know, going in the way they used to go. I um, I'm looking at us like, like what is our, uh, you know, I hate to bring up like other religions, but I look at Jehovah's Witnesses. I know they don't vote. They like pretty much like we have our own thing over here. And I, and I know we're called to be in the world, not of the world. But I'm sitting here like, how much are we are we losing by trying to purify a? I know I already asked you this pretty much, but appreciate. A, uh, yeah, like, like you know, I'm Democrat, I'm Republican, I'm Independent. My wife and I, we don't claim to be any any other three, and and we we've, we've been saying this for a long time. You know, people got mad at me when I disagreed with Barack Obama about some things. I said, so I disagree with him on a couple of subjects. It's because why he's African American. You think that 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 you know that exempts something from from being wrong? I can disagree with my wife, but not the president. Who's he? This is the strongest union that God put together. It's a, it's a man yeah. and wife. Exactly. But yet we keep putting government above family, above yep. souls, above people. So I'm so I'm saying like, well. When you go back to the question that you asked about acts, like, like how much could we accomplish? To me, we could, we could accomplish a lot because people are really for family. At the end of the day, people want to see the best for their children, the best for their mom and dad, the best for their sisters and brothers. So I'm thinking like, well, I guess it's coming down to what? Is it coming down to us where Jesus said that he, he come to bring a sword? Is, is that where we are right now? I... I it does feel like that there are that issues and topics are causing ca causing you to have to 
articulate loudly your side, yeah. your 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 turf, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, so you you mentioned there is much we can do, and I ho- I wholeheartedly agree that as the church there is a whole lot we can do, yeah. totally completely, and and I think that we in some ways where where there, there's a bit of foolishness in trying to change because the the, the world the, the the church was not called to change the world system we were called to Amen. go into the world and change lives we're, we're supposed to change lives into the kingdom it didn't say eradicate the world system we're going to always have the world system it's just that, yeah. the, that wherever the world is barking our bark the kingdom bark should be that much louder that's what it should be so I, 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 I find it interesting when I see believers that seem to defend their position of Democrat or Republican or Republican uh, with more intensity and veracity than they do their position as a believer in the Lord. Yeah. Will you preach? Will you? I'm, I'm serious. Would you? Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I, it, 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 it's funny. And it, and it also baffles me. Uh, yeah. I'm with you. We, I don't claim any, particular party. And then in reality, those who run the parties don't even look at those who vote that way as actual Democrats and Republicans. They're just like, thank you for your vote. But in reality, yeah. someone who says I'm a Republican, nah, you're a person who votes Republican. You're a Democrat. Yeah. You're a person who votes Democrat. You're not a real Democrat. You're not a real Republican. They're they're somewhere else doing their own thing. Grateful for your votes. That's all it is. Um, but yeah, I mean, no, I, we, I don't in our household. We don't claim Democrat. We don't claim Republican. We don't claim uh, independent. It's really difficult if you think about it. It's difficult to do that Amen. when you've already when you've already claimed the kingdom of God. Like G- Jesus was clear, you you are of or Paul. Paul said this. He said this in First Corinthians two when he started talking about uh, we speak the wisdom of another world. So we, we, we speak a different language. We, we walk a different way. We, we, we talk a different way. We're, we're of another world. Our world is the kingdom of God. And we're Amen. not ignorant of the fact that we do live in this world, but we're not of it. So it, it, if you think about it, it makes, it makes it very difficult to navigate certain things like voting, certain things like protesting. You know, which, which, which side of the, you know, you throw out Black Lives Matter as a blanket statement. And it's like you have to qualify what someone means when they say it so that you can make sure that we're that the conversation that we're about to enter into on this subject, that we're on the same page, because you could be thinking one thing and and someone else could be thinking something else. Uh, so it, it, it it's it's tough to be a believer in the world and navigate through these these world systems. It, it's tough when the when the church is divided. It's really tough when the church is divided. Right. The church was unified. Like I said, imagine, imagine, think about how many believers there were in Acts chapter two, as opposed to how many believers there are now. And if there are two billion plus people claiming to be Christians, imagine two billion plus believers of one accord. What would agreement? Yeah. Wow. That that would be awesome. Uh, That would really be awesome because I really believe like I, like a lot of times, like when I see local churches, I'm just, as I said, I'm still on a local level right now. On a local level, everyone wondering, like, why aren't people coming to church? Why aren't people doing? I said, well, if you look at how many churches there are in the area, I'm going with Philly. I'm in Philly. And you say, well, if two people from every church came out, 
Because it's like a church on like maybe like every three blocks or every other block, every two blocks. Amen. Two <laughs> One block. I'm like, we would take the city by storm because there's so many believers. We would go out and tell, you know, having compassion on people, feeding people, doing what Jesus told us to do. And right. that and from the love alone, people would probably have a change of heart. They would they would look and say, man, God really cares for me. He's sending these people out here to do this for me because everyone wants to know, how can you help me? And that's why Jesus always said, hey, what can I do for you? And, you know, and it blows their mind like, wow, what can I Because the Old Testament was, you know, you have to serve God. New Testament is, what can I do for you? You know, and that and that's a beautiful thing. So I'm just wondering, like, on a, on a local level, like, so what is our, what should really be our next step right now? Should it just be witnessing, you know what I mean? Or, or going out doing what we're supposed to do? Like, have God just broke us out of our shelves to do that? We definitely should be doing that. I mean, we should have never ceased doing that. We should yeah, amen. We should increase that. So that's like the obvious. That's the 24-7 work. The question is, what should believers do when it comes to worldly worldly practices? Amen. Uh, you know, what, what, should the, what should the church be doing on the local level when it comes to community? What should the church be doing on the local level when it comes to politics? What, the, what should the church be doing on the local level when it comes to hot button issues in society? I say we have the answer to all of them. We have the answer to them on local levels and on national levels. We, we, we do, but we're not implementing the, the, the solution. We're not implementing the, the answer. And, and that's the problem. And we're not implementing the problem. I mean, the solution to the problem because we have our own, we have our own divisions. Amen. We have, we have our own sections. So how can we, how can we go into the world and preach the gospel to every creature? How can we make disciples of nations? How can we minister what the Bible calls pure and undefiled religion? See, we're so caught up in man-made religion that it's clouding our vision when it comes to pure and undefiled religion. Pure and undefiled religion, that's ministering to the orphans and to the widows. That's ministering to those in need and keeping oneself unspotted from the world. It's, it's not complex. It's, it's really simple. But when, when our man-made re- religious traditions get in the way of that, you know, I, I don't fellowship with them because they believe, I mean, something like, uh, it's so many. I mean, I, I could, I could, I could go down an entire list of just of, of, of one line issues that believers have against each other, which prevents them from fellowshipping with one another or ministering mm-hmm. together to meet the needs of, of those in our communities. Amen. Amen. Yeah. So, all right, so we covered the uh, local level what we should be doing now. On you know, but I want to go with now, you know, with the. I want to jump to the church, like just to, like us, like we're we're in a state of division right now, and we're trying look like we're trying to make some, some like we're trying to make a comeback, and we know that your dad preached a a message. How long did it last? A year and what? A year. Uh, <laughs> A year and two, uh, two months? It was, no, no, it was about a year and I think it was possibly six or seven months. It wow. was 77 weeks for 76 weeks. 76, 76 weeks. weeks. Wow. That's awesome. I remember, I, I remember tuning in when I, you know, in, in the morning before I would, would go to church and, um, 
it was awesome, you know, uh, tacking on racism in the body of Christ. And um, basically, he, he, he tackled different areas. You know what I mean? He actually, you know, have, having us how some of us believe in Muslim, uh, you know, uh, Muslim religion. And but when he tackled, you know, racism in, in the body of Christ, that was that only could be been God. It, it only could be God because it was something that had to be talked about, had to be said. And now it's years later. And the same thing that he, the message to the body, I, I know what the world is doing, but I'm talking about the message to the body right? that he preached, a prophetic message. You know, you, and you said 77 weeks, so 76 weeks. That is, that is God calling in order, trying to line some things up for us. And we, and it's like, we're still seeing the same thing. So what are some of the first steps that we should do or take in uh, reforming the body? I'm talking about our, our minds and how we think and how we uh, operate. There needs to be a reaching across the aisle uh, from both sides. White, white believers need to reach out to black believers mm -hmm. and really need to start with leadership. You know, you, you see you see uh, assemblies of believers fellowshipping or intermingling with other assemblies of believers when the shepherds are in relationship. So uh, wow. leadership needs to extend an, an invitation to leadership. You know, white pastors need to sit down with, with black pastors. You know, we, we we talk that we don't have these prejudices against each other. And I believe for the most part, we don't. But we're not in the habit of 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 mixing. We're not in the habit of, of, of predominantly white congregations getting together with predominantly black congregations. That's not a, a regular thing. We're kind of just used to whatever our circle is in the body of Christ. And that's just kind of where we stay yeah. uh, for the most part. So uh, that, that, that extension uh, of, of communication and the willingness to, to converse about these things that needs to take place. Uh, recognition is the first thing that must happen. You know, we need to recognize they, I'm, I'm going to say this is the job of, of white believers and, though, and, and white Christians in leadership need to recognize that the problem is still here. And they need to recognize that, uh, that slavery was uh, authorized by the church. The church gave uh, its blessing um, to uh, enslave uh, West African blacks. And, and, and for slavery to last as long as it did. The church was okay with that. Yeah. We need, to, we need to, to own up to the fact that some church fathers had slaves, that some, some key church figures were, were okay with slavery. And that's not okay. We, we've got to talk about these things and not sweep them un, under the rug and act like they don't exist. I, I think that's the, the problem when it comes to this whole in game of reconciliation. It's like, let's just reconcile. Let's just forgive. Okay, but we, there has to be ownership of something. There has yeah, to be recognition. We need some recognition and we need some ownership and, and, and stop being in denial that these issues don't exist in the body of Christ when they do. Amen. We gotta have real, real conversations, real engagement. Yeah, no, yeah, exactly. Real engagement. You know, one of the things I had proposed, I was on, um, doing a live last week and I said, um, and I'm finding out that doesn't work is when a, a, a white pastor who has black members, he will invite them in and say, what, what, what do I need to do? You know, 
And I'm sitting there going, well, those are the wrong blacks to talk to because they reverence you too much. They're not going to talk to you for real. They're going to still talk with you with a, you know, like, well, Pat, you know how we do. Pastor, I don't know. We need, you need to talk to somebody on the outside. That's right. You you need somebody to talk to you face to face so there won't be any anything lost in translation, you know? Um, so do you, outside, you think that's true? Out of your comfort zone. They got to get out of their comfort zone. Exactly. Yeah, somebody who could, you know, just talk to you as a person because sometimes, because that's what we hide behind as leaders. We, you know, when we don't want to answer something, you know, you know, watch out how you handle a man of God, which is true. But it's like we still have to be um, human enough to know that these people, I mean, they're killing black folks on the street. Black is nothing. Yeah. And you were pretty much quiet. I mean, we've seen Roger Goodell. I think God did this. I think God, he didn't orchestrate this, but God used this. Roger Goodell got on TV and said, hey, Black Lives Matter. I'm, you know, we should kneel and do whatever we have to. He did that before the church did it. This is a this is a man who represents the shield, the NFL, which is a racist organization. Right. I mean, call it what it is. And he did it first. And I'm sitting up here like, and, and now the church is going to have to follow. I think God did that as a beacon to let them to let the church see. Yeah, things are changing. Things are definitely changing. What do you think about that? You mean the white church or church in general? No, I'm talking about I'm, I'm talking about the white church. Okay, so your your question is, or or you're saying, using Roger Goodell as an example, exactly. He, you, you see it, you see it, you see it as problematic that he did it first before the church, big time. White 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 key white figures or white key figures in the body of Christ said anything. Yes, yes because everyone pretty much backed the president when he said he should have fired. You should fire these people for kneeling. And you're disrespecting the flag, which is a symbol, which is nothing but a sign, are supposed to be of truth, justice, and 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 liberty for all. But yet, it's not. It, it's no. It's no better than the people who are backing it. Therefore, once they once we see black black people being murdered in the streets, like why didn't the church have anything to say? I, it was it was almost quiet. So I I think I think one of the issues with that is is some don't some don't see the discrepancy because they they read statistics and so they look at and see this this is where the conversations become conflated like the issues become conflated because it's yeah. you know one argument would say look at how look at how they're killing black people in the streets like the, mm -hmm. the one born to protect us look at how they're killing black people in the streets so there, there were some who spoke out and said, "Yeah, oh. you know, bl bl black lives should matter." There were, there were others who said, "Well, oh, statistically, statistically speaking, um, black or, or police didn't necessarily kill that many more blacks than they did whites." And in reality, uh, there's more whites killing whites and blacks killing blacks, or blacks killing whites, and vice versa. So. That's where the issue conflation comes in. So now mm -hmm. we start we start bringing up other subject matter, which I say is sometimes it's difficult for people to do that, as opposed to staying on the one topic on the table. It's like it's, 
I can't help but to bring up these other issues because in some way I feel like they kind of contribute to the issue that's on the table. So if you have some that are saying, well, systematic racism really doesn't exist because this <laughs> is what the numbers show. Cops aren't really killing that many black people or, or killing as many black people as it appears because this is what the numbers show. That's that's on one hand, that's a problem when that's brought up in the midst of this conversation. On the other hand, it's it's like, well, do we should we take some time to actually look at these statistics? Then when we look at these statistics, will these statistics show us something that may not be necessarily what we've been feeling? But then on the other hand, could these statistics be doctored? So now, so so your mind's kind of going. No, Tietel, yeah. Yeah, you know, in, 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 in multiple directions. I, I think what what cannot be denied uh, is that systematic racism is real. Now, if, if there were if there are some that would want to say, okay, based on the statistics, there is not systematic racism in in law enforcement okay. there is because look at the statistics but let's say the media is making it appear like it's worse than it is listen if that's the case then that means there's systematic racism in the media so okay. then if, if there's systematic racism in the media it would be foolish for me to think that there isn't systematic racism in any okay. other major societal pillar exactly so no matter how you, you cut it, it still will come back around. This is systematic racism. We know it exists in the church. Exactly. We that we can say for sure it exists in the church. So if it exists in the church, it's gonna be it, everywhere. It's gonna be everywhere. You, you, be everywhere. <laughs> so it doesn't even matter what what you can't say that statistics would prove that it doesn't exist. Statistics may just may just prove that it may not be as bad as it appears to be. Yeah. But it does not it, it it does not prove that that there is not systematic racism. Uh, like I said, if it's in one pillar, it's in all the pillars. Amen. Amen. It, it, it definitely is. Yeah, because it's number it's, it's microcosm of the whole. That's right. The whole, you know what I mean? It, it just, yeah, it's just gonna show it's gonna show everywhere. Like, and, like, um, like, like brother D, like you 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 can't say, oh yeah, there's there's racism racism in uh there's racism in politics there's racism in the church uh there's racism uh in in the banking industry but over here in the arts we're racist oh like, come on man no you, you 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 can't point you can't point out one area and say oh there isn't any over there but it's in all of those no like you said yeah, it's a, if it's a microcosm if it's in one it's in all, yeah, it's in all. And, and we have to, um, we have to recognize that, and that, and that's my thing that brought me to this point. And I was like, well, Dad, well, what is really our next step? What do, what do we as a church, um, really do? And I guess it would just go back to what us submitting, uh, submitting to God and starting to what outreach and doing what what we got to do and reaching, as you say, reaching across the aisle and and start to and. And 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 talking about it from the pulpits, talking about yes. it from social media platforms, talking about it when we're in front of the camera, like no, no more. Of what I mean, when when George Floyd first, uh, when the, when the video went viral, amen. I had some lives in the following days that I canceled because. To me, 
the topics that we were going to discuss. Yeah. At, at in that moment, they, they became irrelevant. Instantly, they became ir- irrelevant. Instantly, yeah. So there were some times where I, just, I like if I didn't have anything to say about it, then I'd rather not say anything. So it's like I either said something about it or I said nothing, as opposed to bringing up something else because I felt like bringing up something else was just insensitive. And so when yeah. we have issues going on in the land, but we're still continuing on, like let's say, let's say, uh, 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 I was teaching a series about financial prosperity, you know, or, or financial stewardship. <laughs> yeah. Right? But then yeah. George Floyd dies, and that yeah. following Sunday, I continue on with my message about financial stewardship. Then I'm, I'm appearing insensitive to what's relevant in the land today. Like Big we time. have platforms, we have these cameras, we have technology. We need to stand before our constituents, our congregants, our, our, our those who, who support us, and we need to talk about these things. And we need yeah. to be authentic and organic in, in our in our discourse about these issues. We can't sweep them under the rug and act like they're not existing or like that's what's happening in the world, but that's not what's happening in the church. No, it, it is happening in the church. And even if it wasn't happening in the church and it was happening only in the world, then the church should rise up and go rescue those in the world that are that are uh, being harmed by yeah. these issues that are in the world. Yeah, most definitely. I'm, I mean, we, we have to get to a point where where we just have to abandon the, you know, all this old stuff and just say, hey, look, why don't we just go back and let's just do what Jesus said. How about that? You know what I mean? You know, he said you have a more sure word of prophecy with the word. So let's just go follow the ABCs of the Bible and, and just go in and just go out and and start. Because I, I truly believe if we were truly in unity, that when we lay hands, the Holy Ghost would flow on a different level. I really right. do. And that's why everybody, everyone keeps asking, well, what happened to that? What happened to that whole move of God? Flesh came the vision yeah. happened. Yeah. Yeah. Yo, that, at the bottom of the day, that's what it is. Who we want to lay hands on. I I mean, you can walk, you'll see sometimes where a, a, a person, a man who, who may dress like, like a woman may come into church and, and the pastor may be preaching on one thing, and they'll change their message and just to address the person who looks, you know, contrary to what we may think is right. And it's like not until we get a mindset to say, you know, like, well, if God said he died for the world and he died while we were, our minds were far off from him, then why do we think that that doesn't count for them? Why don't we think that the blood doesn't apply to people who are just doing wrong, even to the people that we may not, you know, particularly like or or agree with us? Amen. You have to wonder, everything we're saying right now, if, if you write it down on paper, it's not difficult. It's not. It's not. It's not. So if it's not difficult and and it's not complex, why is it so difficult to begin to do something that's not difficult? Man, why? Why is it so hard to do the easy? Man. I guess that's why God it, used Paul. He said, but what is it but this flesh? It's not <laughs> this flesh. Yeah. We, we're just so rotten. Man's heart is just so it's just so rotten. And it's like, it's if we would just even in even in the simplicity of, of the word, the word just tells us that look, God, like, I already know y'all can't keep the Ten Commandments. Y'all gonna fail every time. So this is what every I'm time. gonna do. Every time I'm gonna nail it to the cross and I'm gonna cover you in my blood. And I'm like, so when I look at you, I just see Jesus. I don't have to even, because 
I have to right. make salvation so easy, so simple, where you can just receive it by faith and the faith that I am giving to you. Therefore, you know, because I back you something, the steps of salvation. No, the steps is to believe and you receive it. That's where it is. The work is done. And it's like we try to turn everything into a man-made effort, a man-made system to pull us, you know what I mean? Some, some way I can control you. I need some way to control you. You're, you're, you talked about the simplest, the simplest essential of the gospel, salvation. We've made that complex. Yeah. We've made that complex. We, 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 we as, the, the, as the entire body of Christ, we can't even agree on how one gets saved. We can't even agree on that. Yeah. And if we can't agree on that, how much more are we disagreeing on? So while, yeah. we're, while we're having all these disagreements, the world is running rampant, doing what the world does because that's their nature. Right. We're supposed to be out there ministering the message of reconciliation. Yes. But I'm, I'm trying to find out who's a who's a false prophet because they don't agree because right. I don't agree with what they said. Like exactly. I'm not even looking at the fruit. I'm not even looking at the fruit. I I don't agree yes. with the one thing they said. They're one, false. One thing, and I tell everybody, anybody can miss it prophetically. Anybody can miss it. All you got to do is pay to your pay to your, your flesh one itty bit, and you'll miss it. You'll miss right. just like that. It, it, it can flow off just that fast because it's like you can add something to it because you may see the person crying or something like that. You can just and, and it can it can flow off. So that doesn't make no one a false prophet. You know what I mean? I I, I truly think false prophets just are just people who are not serving God at all. <laughs> you know what I mean? Not somebody who's just off and don't hear God clear. And and and, and, and Jesus was very clear. He said, "You'll know them by their fruit." Amen. He said, "Look at their fruit." We, we don't like we don't we don't have to figure out who the false prophets are. Like right. we don't even have to have a debate about it. All we have to do is look at fruit. Yeah, look exactly. at fruit. We'll, we'll know who they are. You'll yeah. know them by their fruit. Uh, if you don't mind, there's a passage. Is there? There's a passage in Acts. Oh, I go like ahead. To read. You go ahead. So I, I read this a few weeks ago. This is Acts chapter okay. six. Now, now, just like you said, can we get back to the basics? Can we get back to Acts chapter two? Can we just get back to the message of Christ? Amen. In, in, in Acts, this is this is potential racial or potential ethnic tensions rising. Yeah. And and watch how the apostles address it. This is Acts chapter six, verse one. It says, now in those days when the number of the disciples was multiplying. So the church is growing like crazy. It says there arose a complaint against the Hebrews by the Hellenists. So the uh -huh. Hellenists were the Greek speaking Jews and they had a complaint against the Hebrews. This was the complaint. Their widows were neglected in the daily distribution. That was the issue. Yeah. So the 12 did this. They summoned the multitude of the disciples and they said, well, it's not desirable. I'm a paraphrase. It's not desirable that we address this issue. Yeah. We shouldn't have to leave the word of God to serve tables, meaning that these are issues that someone else should, should tend to while we tend to the word. So here's what the 12 said, do. Therefore, brethren, seek out from among you seven men of good reputation, full of the Holy Spirit and wisdom, that we may appoint over this business. But we'll give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word. Verse five. And the saying pleased the whole multitude of disciples, the whole multitude. And they, they chose seven men. Now, here's here's what's amazing. They chose seven Hellenists. They, they chose 
the Hellenists are the ones that were making the complaint saying we're being neglected. Just like black people in this country are saying we're being neglected. Wow. So the Hellenists are saying we're being neglected by the elite. The elite wow. are being considered more than we are. The elite were the Hebrews. The Amen. 12 apostles were Hebrews and the 12 apostles said, find me seven men. What I find so amazing and such a display of the love of God is that they didn't go and find seven Hebrews. They found seven Hellenists. Yeah. And Man. These seven Hellenists were approved by the Hebrew apostles. Man. They laid hands on them. They set them apart. They prayed. Verse seven says, then the word of God spread and the number of, this, of the disciples multiplied even more in Jerusalem and a great many of the priests were obedient to the faith. This is the early days of the church where the early days where ethnic tensions potentially could have got out of hand. Right. They had the potential of getting out of hand. The Hellenists were saying, hey, don't forget about our widows. Right. They're being yeah. neglected in the daily mm -hmm. distribution. Twelve right. apostles who were Hebrews, who were Galileans, as Acts chapter two says, said, find us seven men. And when the other disciples went and found seven men, they found seven Hellenists. They found seven of the minority and Amen. the majority approved the minority to do the work. If we only can learn from that, you know what I mean? Who to appoint, who to look to, like, tell me what your problem is. As Jesus My said, God. what can I do for you? <laughs> wow. That's awesome. Why do we why do we why do we make that difficult? Why is something so simple so difficult in today's climate? So I can I can never stop I can never stop shouting from the rooftops that the church has the answer to these worldly ills that will they, they'll never leave the world because the world system is governed by the adversary who hates God and hates God's people. Amen. Amen. That, 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 that's, that's delicious. Bro. Uh, that was delicious. I'm serious. That was, that was good. I, I, I'm sitting here like, man, we, it, it's like we still, but we still are fighting. Like it's almost like people are saying, but Lord, I mean, this is how I imagine in my mind's eye. It's like they're saying, but Lord, they're black. It's, that's what I really feel like people are saying. Right. I, yeah. I, I just I just can't get around. But, they are. Now, but, I, I was looking uh, Go ahead. But, but it's, so, it, it's so interesting that Paul Paul preached out of one blood, God created all man. One blood. Yeah. Not five bloods or not multiple. One blood, he created all men. And then Galatians 3. Paul says, if you're in Christ, yeah. there's neither male nor female, neither exactly. Jew nor Gentile, neither yep. slave nor free. We are all one because we've all put on Christ. Yes. Like that that sounds like what Paul is saying. It's like Paul is saying, Y'all know, y'all know prejudice now is stupid right. in, in Christ because there's the lines are erased. Right. The separations no longer exist in Christ. Amen. Amen. You know, this, 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 this is so good because that's what I'm saying. Like what, so our next step has to be one of just going back to the basics of the gospel, just, and I think we'll see the power flow. 
I think our, our flesh would die if we get this get out of our comfort zone. We'll make up any excuse not to go on the street and help somebody. We, I've seen people who are claiming, like, I'm believing the Lord to be a millionaire. But you have a problem with giving someone four quarters. Four quarters. My goodness. You My know, goodness. They, they got legs. They work there. If I'm working, you can work. I was like, really? Really, dog? For real? I mean, is, is this where we are? Is this, is this where we are? I'm sorry, my my brother come out me sometime, you know what I mean? But hey, hey, hey it's in it's in your name. So so it, it has to come out every <laughs> Hey, look, everybody knows me, man. Um, but you know, and what get me is is also I wanted to bring this up. Romans 13. Everyone loves to bring it up. Oh, mm -hmm. yeah, well, we, we have to obey the powers that be. But when you look at the context of what, of what they're saying, when you get to verse, uh, I think it's verse two, it said. It says, for rulers are not a terror of good works, but to evil. Will thou then be afraid of the power? In other words, he's saying, well, the people I'm putting in authority to, to execute judgment are supposed to be people who are coming against evil works. But we just go along with, like Christians, we go along with anything that the law says. It's like, I said, will you read the context? The context is saying clearly. It's, for, it's, to, it's to promote good works and to and to eradicate evil works. Here, I, 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 I'll, do, I'll do you one better. Come on. That God is saying, I have I have ordained authority. I have ordained authority and, and governing positions. The ones that feel those positions of authority are supposed to do exactly what you said that's written in verse three. Yeah. If they don't, then, then I'm thinking suspect, somebody must not be of God. Exactly. Exactly. Because of, exactly. of God behind it, they're, they're supposed to be operating in what you just read. Exactly. Exactly. See, and, and that's what I'm talking about right there. That's where the, that's where we have to, you know, um, find ourselves when, we, when we're looking at, because we, it's like we use anything to hide behind. I, I want to still be a racist. I still want, I still want to hate. I mean, even people or black people who hate, you know, white folks or, or, or whatever, vice versa. You know, it's like we'll use anything to hide behind that. You know what I mean? We got people in our land just to stand behind it. Well, God put these people in authority. He must this, this is how he must want it. Yeah, and so see, a black I, cop kills a white boy. Then it's a problem. Right. Now it's a problem. Right. When we got a black judge locking up some white kids for something. Now it's a problem. And I'm yep. like, come on, guys. Right. Yep. Either both ways are evil. It right. doesn't matter. The, you the, know? The, the hypocrisy of sin. Exactly. Which hypocrisy is a sin. So you, it, it's it's that's sin. Sin is, sin is stupid. Like sin, if you think about it, sin cannot really defend itself. Yeah, it it, it can't. Yeah. And when you succumb to it or subscribe to it, you really don't have a defense for it. Exactly. It it, it can't be defended. It's nonsensical. You know, and, and I'm and I'm just you know my mindset is like right now. I just want us. In order to even get to that to that level, if if we take care of this local level and this 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 state level where the men of God can you know can flow a little bit you know more frequent because you have more of us in, in, in numbers on a local level, you know what I mean, in government or or try to make a difference. 
we can start changing some minds and also it can help legislation because legislation does have to be changed. But yeah, exactly. we need to start showing the love of God so people can can change and, and not trying to make everything that the president says right. That that is that that is absurd to me. I'm like, oh my God. Oh, oh, is that what we're coming down to? We're the, we're calling evil good and good evil, you know? Yeah, I, I don't I don't know where you know how we really are. How we how we coming across to the world? How we're looking to the world right now? I think I think we're looking like a joke to the world. I, I don't think the world because Jesus said the world. He said they will look at the love you have for one another and they'll know immediately. Oh, they're disciples of Christ. Yeah, it's seen in the love. So I think yeah. when the world when the world looks at us as a whole, they probably say, "I'm cool." Like, <laughs> I mean, I'm dealing with all this out here. Well, I'm good in there because I'll see it in there. I'm good. Like I'll pass. Like what a, what a, what a horrible picture that we're painting for the world. I think on the local level, one of the things I, I it would be interesting to see what the response would be if you you all made your platform available to white ministers. Wow. To come on mm -hmm. and have real conversation. Wow. It'd be, it'd be interesting to see what the response would be. Wow. It'd be interesting to see what the, because it couldn't it, at that point it wouldn't be I wasn't invited or it it couldn't be it it wasn't yeah. available. I didn't yeah, I didn't have the opportunity. Yeah. But yeah, you, I, yeah. Did you no, take advantage of it? No, uh, you know what? I, I, I am gonna take advantage of it. I, I, I really am and thank for even putting that in my spirit to do that because I think it's it's great that you do it because my, my son's he goes to um uh, private school, you know, uh, you know, Christian school, and I'm a, I, I'm gonna write him. I'm gonna write a couple other ones, you know, uh, Caucasian pastors that I know, Definitely. and be a pastor, Brad. Amen. Um, uh, Sister A, she's a, she's a school teacher, and I wasn't, and, and I wasn't saying, I wasn't saying that you weren't taking advantage of it. I was saying, would they take advantage? Mm -hmm. of the no, no, but I'm, I'm, I'm addressing me because I haven't taken advantage of it. You know what I mean? So it's cool. This, this, no, this is good. No, I, 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 I like it. Like, see, I, I learned under yeah. your dad, so I, I can take it on the chin. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean. So it's all good. <laughs> right, right. It's just you know, um, it's just one of those things that we're where we have to open up, and and so I can stop assuming, you know what I mean, or and see where, you know, where they would really go with it, and because you know, you know, my son has to go back there next year, you know. And you know, it's right. it, it's really as good to see. Yeah. So I, I I'm grateful. So Pastor, I know the time is almost up. Can you give us some words before you uh before you go? Some words of wisdom, something. Drop something on. Um, anything in particular, or just give me a remix. <laughs> give me the remix. <laughs> now, um, I, I, you know, really what's, what's been bubbling on the inside of me for, for some time now, I'll say for some weeks now, because George Floyd definitely triggered, I think George Floyd triggered something in everyone, even if it Amen. was not in favor, not in favor of the cause, but it, 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 his death, it caused us to pay attention, pay closer attention. It caused us to examine, it caused a rise in uh, the generations that are following my generation. Amen. Um, and, and so I, I have accepted this assignment 
of continuing uh, the message that the Lord gave my father. Uh, it's slightly different. I'm going to actually begin this Sunday uh, on our streaming race division wow. and racism. The Lord gave him race, religion and racism. Mm -hmm. But uh, wow. and the Lord gave him religion in that day for a very specific reason. Mm -hmm. uh, I think in this climate, division is the is the uh, uh, the, the greater issue um, in this climate. The race and the yeah. racism, clearly that's still there and that needs to be addressed. So uh, I, I'm, it's going to be a, uh, it's, it's going to hit you. It's going to hit us all in the throat. That's the kind of message in, in the chest. You know, it, it, it's, it's, it's going to sting a little bit initially. It's going to hurt a little bit initially, but ultimately it's about healing. I cannot get off of this wow. enough. Amen. The church of the Lord Jesus Christ, the, the, the ecclesia, the community of God's people in the earth realm, the organism that we are. I wholeheartedly believe that God always intended for us to be virus-like and infect all those who are around us. We're supposed to be that virus that goes into the world and we infect the world with the kingdom bug. That is what we were supposed to be doing Amen. from day one. And, and if, if we could get back to those basics, if we can get back to Acts chapter two, verses one through four, they were of one accord. 3,000 were added in one day. If we can get back to those days, I believe we'll see the signs. We'll see the wonders. We'll see uh, the prophetic manifestations. We will see pure and undefiled religion in full operation. We will see the brokenhearted being ministered to. We will see yeah. some souls being changed by the gospel message and becoming a part of the kingdom of God and and and, and the gospel being, being proclaimed in all of our communities and then all of our regions and in our country and ultimately globally. I cannot, I cannot enough. I can't, I can't say it enough. The church right now, more than ever, we need to function as the church. We need to, we need to be God's community of believers. We, Amen. For the longest we've been, we've been, we've been going to church. Mm -hmm. We've been, we've been leaving church. Amen. We've been attending church. But if you think about it, all of that has actually been impossible because we are the church. Right. Yeah. There's yeah. never a time that we're not the church. So it's time to be it's time to be the witness. Yes. That yeah. The witnesses that we've been called to be. Yeah. It's time mm. to go out there and do. But we got to get rid of these divisions. We got to have these conversations. We got to we've got to. You've got to across the aisle and say, you know what? I know we've, we've been in the same city, you know, pastor talking to another pastor. We've been in the same city for all these years and, and, and I've never said hello. I've never stopped by. We've never had lunch. Yeah. We've never spoken on the phone. It, it's time. It's time to have these engagements. Yeah. It, that's, it's time to have these conversations. Unbelievable. Pastor, I, I'm, I'm not lying to you. I, when I say I thank you from the bottom of my heart, I really do, for, you know, yes, taking the time you. to speak to uh, Philadelphia. You know, we're going to, you know, have this out here, rebroadcast it on our on radio show, 92.9 FM on Saturday. Give me brotherly love. Amen. Amen. <laughs> hey, love you, sir. God bless. Thank you once again. And say thank you to your wife for letting us borrow you for a little while. Yes. And thank Belinda as well. Amen. Thank you. God all. bless. Have bless you as well. All right. Have a good one. You too. Bye bye. Nice. Bye bye. Oh, you are. Um.